Learn about the strides female entrepreneurs of color are making. Be inspired by their story and enlightened by their leadership insight and advice. Welcome back to another episode of Winners United, the podcast. I'm your host, Nicole Walker, and I truly appreciate you listening in. This is season eight, episode five, entitled, We Are Bio Individuals with Dr. LaFarah Young. Before we jump into the interview, I wanna tell you more about me and Winners United, the podcast. I believe that success leaves clues. And When Hers United, the podcast was created to give you the clues you need to succeed in business, mindset, personal development, and self-care. These are the four pillars we stand on here at When Hers United, which is why they are emphasized so we can all live a complete and fulfilled life, both personally as well as professionally. If it's not too much to ask, please go to Apple Podcasts and give us a five-star rating. Then write us a review. As a thank you, I'll be giving shout-outs on future episodes to those that take a moment to do this. So without further ado, let's get into Season 8, Episode 5, entitled, We Are Bio-Individuals, with Dr. LaFara Young. All right. So today we have another amazing winning woman of color entrepreneur here with us to share her insight, her advice, and her experience. So Dr. LaFara, welcome. Thank you. You're welcome. All right. So before we get into the interview, let me tell you more about Dr. LaFara Young. She's a triple boarded pediatric pathologist, a best-selling author, the founder of LaFara & Co., which is a wellness and beauty brand. And she's on a mission to educate and empower busy women about the role of self-care and healthy lifestyle choices. And she wants to prevent and reverse disease with clean products, which is what she sells at LaFara & Co. You know, we are all about health and wellness and just living our best lives. So it sounds like we're in the right place. And I'm super excited to hear from Dr. LaFara. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Yes, yes. So let's talk business. Tell us more about your wellness and beauty brand and what inspired you to start it. Okay. LaFara and Co. provides luxurious self-care and beauty products to help busy women to safely enhance their natural beauty so they look and feel fabulous from the inside out. And the company was developed because too often I have seen our skin conditions that are the result of the products that we love to use. And after having my own experience as a physician, seeing that I was on the other side of it, being a person with an autoimmune disease who also had my own sensitivities that for a while caused me to stop wearing eye makeup. Mm. And I tried options to try to, to get back to a point to where I was able to reestablish my confidence with, with what I was putting on my face and trying to help me to, to look better, to not look so tired, 
to not look so plain as my mom would say, but I was able to come across some magnetic lashes. I love the fact that they were convenient to put on. They didn't necessarily stay on all day. That was one issue I had. And then the other issue that I had was they weren't always work ready. (laughs) So they were sometimes a bit much for work. And so I wanted other options for myself to help me to be able to, to look beautiful. They were also safe and that were convenient. So what I ended up doing was creating my own line of clean beauty products that included magnetic lashes so that women like me would also have options to look good and to also feel good while doing so. And so that's how LaFera and Co. was created and just the ideas behind why I created my company. I love that. Love, love, love it. So a few words that jumped in my head as I was listening. Well, let me take a step back. One I heard you say was safely, right? Mm -hmm. And I don't think that safety, well, I'm going to speak for me. When I think of makeup, I don't think of safe. You know, like it's not anything that just like, oh yeah, let me make sure this makeup is safe, right? So I think that that's excellent that, you know, you decided to take that charge there. I heard confidence when I was listening to you, right? Because, Mm -hmm. you know, for some people, maybe makeup or lashes is not your thing and you don't need those to feel confident, but for others, they do. And this is a no judgment zone, right? So I love that you're solving that problem for people. And then going into the last thing I heard is problem solving, right? Like you wanted to look a certain way, which made you feel better. You didn't find any products out there that gave you that ability with everything that you have going on health-wise, right? So you decided to take charge and solve this problem, not only for yourself, but Mm -hmm. for other people. Mm -hmm. Yes, 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 yes. So for anyone listening, right? Like I know that is the basis of a lot of businesses that are started is that it's problems that we face every day, right? And if you're facing this problem nine times out of 10, you're not the only person facing it. So why not get out there and start a business to solve that problem that is on your last nerve, right? You're right. Yeah. A lot of businesses are created because of a problem that, that their founder was facing. Right. And that's what makes, what makes your business different from a lot of other businesses is your story, you know, because then you're able to make people really connect with, because there are other people who are having the same stories as you do. So then they're able to connect to you. So Yeah, that's a a great, a great reason to start a business is because you're trying to solve a problem that you personally face. Right. Yeah, that's the premise of Winhurst United. I felt like I didn't know of any women communities that were embracing each other, that weren't catty. Right. I wanted to learn more about mindset and leadership development and the world that I was living in. I didn't see that. Right. So I didn't even think like, oh, Nicole, go out and find it. The first thing that came to me was, well, if I don't know about it right now, then I'm going to create it. And when Mm -hmm. I created it, you know, I did find out about other organizations that do the same. But if I didn't decide to create it, I don't know if I would have had the mindset to even find out about those other places. So I'd have just been living in my same place, being frustrated and annoyed because of my experiences. Right. Mm -hmm. So I think that that is Awesome. So you told us that it's a wellness and beauty brand, but what exactly do you sell? 
Okay. So initially, the products that I was able to formulate the quickest and to, to create the quickest were the lashes. So that's why right now you're hearing so much about lashes. So my lashes to me are like an accessory. They give people a quick win. So what people feel like they want, they want to look beautiful. So they help you do that right off the bat. But the other products that I have are makeup remover. So it's a clean makeup remover made with uh, natural ingredients. And then I have an eyelash serum that's also made with natural ingredients. And then I also have supplements that are also going to help you to feel beautiful from the inside out. So those last three products are my big products that I was initially thinking about when, when I decided to extend the wellness part of my business, because those products, I, I meticulously sourced those ingredients. And when I did that, I made sure that I did not include other ingredients that are associated with health problems that have names like parabens, phthalates, sulfates, mineral oils, and even formaldehyde that are found in some of our beauty products. I was intentional to exclude those. And so I wanted to create products that gave especially people with sensitivities, options to not have to choose products just because they want to look cute, you know, or feel feel luxurious, like they're providing themselves with some self-care. They have to choose products with those in them. So those last three products, which are coming to give people this win, I came out with the lashes to add to those products and the liner with the lashes. It didn't irritate my eyes, which was a great thing because that was one of my pain points. When I was first deciding I needed to do something differently to help myself to have other options to make my eyes look beautiful. And so, so those are the main products that I have for right now. Yes, 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 and yes. You know what? As I was listening to you, it reminded me of a time when I was fasting, right? So I was doing a fast and I did some research on fasting. And part of that research went into what you put in and on your body, right? Because, you know, when you fast, you're getting all the pollutants and things out of your body. And yeah. it talked about like products, you know, like lotion, you know, that you put on your body, like, you know, like that seeps into your skin, right? So mm -hmm. I love how you're really doing that due diligence to make sure that it's healthy and it's going to be for our best interests, right? Mm-hmm. All right. So during your intro, we also learned that you are a pediatric pathologist, right? Mm -hmm. So do you feel like that helps you with your business? Tell us more about how your background has been beneficial to what you're doing. Okay. So my main certification is pathology. So what we do is we work really closely with surgeons, dermatologists, any doctor that say needs to do a biopsy, which is take a piece of whatever skin or tissue from anywhere in your body and figure out what's exactly going on with you. Pathologists are the doctors that take it, you know, a step further. And we go down to the cellular level because we're able to take that tissue and chop it up into small pieces and put it on a little glass slide that we can look at under a microscope. So we see the cells that interact in your body. And we're able to say, okay, based on what these cells are doing, what this looks like, what this pattern is, is, is a lot of pattern recognition in pathology. We're able to come up with a diagnosis and we write reports and our reports help the other doctors to determine if the suspicion of what they thought was going on with their patient is correct or if it's not and what they need to do as far as next steps go to treat the patient. So we, we actually help make the diagnosis a lot of time. 
And if, if we don't make it because they've already kind of made it, then we confirm it or we give them, you know, some differentials of what it could be. Mm. We do that. And then we also, a lot of us are over lab. So our lab directors. So if you have blood work or if you have a COVID test, or if you have something that needs to be cultured to figure out what's growing, what's causing your infection or something like that, we're over those labs. Mm. And some of us do autopsies. I used to do autopsies several years ago. Last one I did was about six years ago. And I, as a pediatric pathologist, I have subspecialty training for people less than 18 years in particular. Perinatal pathology was my specialty. So babies and kids under the age of one down back to when they're in utero. Mm. And so I used to do all the, all the pediatric autopsies when I was present at work at the hospital that I was working at. And so the training that I got I think the training that most physicians get, and I don't, I don't know that all of us really realize it while we're doing it, is that we get a lot of, of training. A lot of the stuff that we do is based on systems. So as long as we're able to kind of have a system for the way that we do things, it helps us to, to get consistent results. It helps us to get results that we can trust. Because sometimes when you get overwhelmed with things, if you've had a system that you've implemented and you can kind of do things according to that system, you can have a good result. So in a business, and I've recently learned this, especially with packaging and stuff like that, I'm like, I feel like at work in the lab, because Mm. if I put stuff together outside of the order that I was doing it, and it worked in the previous few orders, and I, you know, get out of order doing something, I may have to go back and look at that and say, why did I put this there? This doesn't go there. So as long as we are able to come up with a system, no matter what we're doing, I feel like we're able to get consistent results and we're able to get results that other people, you know, can trust. And so that to me is part of how my training as a physician has helped me to be consistent as a business owner who has products to package, but it works. The systems work, you know, if you're doing products or if you're doing coaching or whatever you're doing, systems help you stay on pace. So you, you get a desired result. I love that. I love that. That is some great, great insight, right? And it just made me think of transferable skills. Because I know sometimes, you know, like if you were doing something for, let's say, 10, 15 years, and then you switch to something totally different, right? Like pathology versus a beauty brand, right? Totally different things, right? You may, some people may feel like, oh, I just wasted all of these years because look what I'm doing now, right? But a lot of skills are transferable. And a lot of those things can be building blocks. Like you were building yourself up to where you are now and using everything that you learned and experienced in between to be the amazing person, business owner, leader that you are today, right? So I love Uh that. I love that. Now, let's talk mindset. I feel like mindset in business is everything, right? Sometimes I feel Mm -hmm. like mindset is the biggest struggle in relation to business, right? Like it, it could be easy to make a product. It could be easy to package a product. You know, sometimes being inside your head is the hardest thing and being able to manage that, being able to accept that and know what to do to move forward. 
So talk to us about how you face challenges and offer any advice that you may have for those having difficulty in this area. Okay. Whenever I am challenged, for instance, when I was diagnosed with my autoimmune disease, that was like one of the biggest challenges for me that I can remember that has helped mold me. Because to me, when you face challenges, one of the best things that you can do is to reflect back to a challenge that you've had in the past that you've overcome and think about things that you learned about yourself that helped you to to get past those challenges. When I'm faced with a challenge, I start thinking, what am I supposed to be learning? What lesson Mm -hmm. can I learn from what I'm having to deal with right now? And so my first challenge of that was wasn't my actually first challenge, but the first one that kind of helped me in business and navigating through medical school was how did I deal with this autoimmune disease? Mm. And so when I heard the diagnosis, okay, you have an autoimmune disease. Initially, challenges are whatever the challenge is, you are kind of stunned. You're kind of surprised. But once you get over that, I feel like it's really important to look at that challenge and and know where you are, but then have an idea of where you want to go. And so once you have the idea of where you want to go, it's important to start putting steps into place, keeping in mind your challenge that are going to help you to get to where you want to go. Something that is also really important when you have challenges is to surround yourself with some people that you can trust that maybe are where you're trying to go. Mm. Because when you're faced with challenges, it's easy to get distracted. So seeing someone who's already there is going to help you to start being intentional about what you do. So maybe you can start mimicking, you know, some of their actions. So it kind of takes your mind off of, you know, so much of yourself and puts you into action mode. So so you're behaving like whatever it is you're, you're trying to be or trying to accomplish instead of so much like this, this person who has this challenge mindset to me is about not saying, oh, I have an illness, you know, and and staying there. No, this illness is a part of who I am, but it's not going to limit what I'm going to do. I may have to make some adjustments. So keeping in mind that that's how I dealt with my illness, you just have to make adjustments when you when you're faced with challenges, but you can't lose focus of, of where you want to be. So I feel like if you're able to do those things when you're faced with challenges, then you're, you might be slowed down by challenges, but you're not going to be stopped. Right. I love that. Love, love, love it. As you were talking, what popped into my head was what could have been like a defeating moment you turned into a triumphant moment, right? Things come up, things happen, right? And we all have a choice on what we allow those challenges to do to us. Do we allow it to make us give up or do we allow it to make us go hard? And don't get me wrong, we're all human, right? And we Mm -hmm. deserve the moment to wallow, maybe, right? A moment, a day, a week, right? But don't stay there. I think that was amazing advice as far as who you surround yourself with, because that truly is important, right? If all of your people are negative, you know, and you tell them something and they giving you a pity party, then how are you going to turn from a victim to a victor, right? Like you need people that's going to be like, okay, you know, of course, everyone wants to be acknowledged, but 
beyond that, it's like, well, what are we going to do about it? Exactly. Not, not no, oh, let's just, oh, yeah, that's messed, that's messed up, girl. Right. <laughs> we yeah, don't want to live it's there. It's terrible, but uh, all right, now we got to move on. <laughs> right, 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 right. Forward progress. I love that. I love that. Now, let's talk personal development. I definitely believe in lifelong learning. I believe that mm-hmm. we learn, you know, every day, whether it's a traditional way of learning, whether it's non-traditional, it's always ways to learn. I'll take it even as far as saying, like, if you're not learning and growing, then I equate it to being the walking dead. Like, what are you doing? Because, you know, it, it's a lifelong journey and you shouldn't ever stop until the day you die. Right. Right. There are many aspects, like as there is with mindset, there's many aspects of personal development. The one Mm -hmm. I want to talk about now that I feel is sometimes overlooked is the importance of getting to know ourselves. Mm -hmm. So tell us, what's your view on this concept? I feel like with getting to know yourself, you asked me about overcoming challenges. If you know yourself, you are able to use that as a strength because you're able to know whether or not you can trust yourself. Hopefully you can trust yourself, but you're, you're able to know what your strength is and what your weakness is. And so when you know what your strengths and weaknesses are, if you know that something is a weakness, then you know that you have to do a little something extra to pull resources together to strengthen that weak part or bring somebody in that's going to help you to do that. Right. If you know that something's a strength, that's great. You can focus on, on building up that weakness. So those are some of the reasons why it's so important to know yourself so that you have a better bearing on where you are when you're faced with different things. Right. I totally, totally agree. Right. I love your advice as far as you know, bring someone in, right? Because we are not strong at everything. Pulling in those other resources are important and realizing that it doesn't make you less of a person, right? right? I feel like historically it's like, oh, if you're not great at everything, then what are you doing? No, then you're a human like everybody else, right? But what can you do to maximize your situation in that area, right? Mm-hmm. And it doesn't necessarily have to be you doing the work. It could be you finding someone else that can do the work for you. So I love that. So do you have any like tools or tips, you know, that people can use to get to know themselves? Because I also think that a lot of people, I think we think we know ourselves, but have mm-hmm. we taken the time to get to know ourselves? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so some of the things that are really great about challenges is that they help us to get to know ourselves and mm-hmm. how we would react in certain situations. Part of getting to know ourselves is also getting to accept ourselves. Nobody is good at everything. And when you find somebody that's good at a lot of stuff, that's great. A lot of us have these strengths, these different strengths that we have that other people may not have. And, you know, sometimes we tend to compare ourselves to 
to other people because our strength may not be a strength that we necessarily want it to be our strength, but it is. Mm. We may want someone else's strength, but it's important for us to accept ourselves and our strengths when we're dealing with whatever it is, because honestly, that's going to help us to to start to accept ourselves and to develop confidence in ourselves. You know, I think about those activities where where people, you know, are standing behind you and, and then you're told to fall back and see if you can trust trust those people. Well, what if you were that that person standing behind yourself in certain situations? Would you feel comfortable falling back on yourself? It's important to me to know, you know, enough about myself to know if I was put in a certain situation, if I could trust myself in that situation. So I feel like those situations like that are really, I guess, good activities that we could think about in terms of how well we know ourselves. And if we're not the person that we would feel comfortable falling back into and, and trusting to catch us, what can we do to, to build ourselves up? Or who do we need to talk to in order to gain those skills to at least help us to be a little bit more confident? But either way, I feel that self-acceptance and self-love is, is important either way because no one was born with every skill that they're going to need to do everything in life to be successful. Some stuff is learned. And so that's important to know. Some people are blessed with things that, that some of us want, but we don't have. Right. And we don't know this, but they had to work. Some of those people had to work for those things. It wasn't given to them. And so the same way, once we learn that and once we accept that and things like that, then I feel like we're able to have that confidence. Somebody else that um, I recently went to a conference at is that when we don't know how to do things, a lot of times we lose confidence because we don't know how to do certain things until we, until we learn how to do things, whether it's changing a job or something like that. We lose confidence. If somebody passes away in our family that, you know, was really a critical part of, of our life and, and who we were, we lose confidence. But mm. We still have to keep going. So until we are able to gain that confidence back, a lot of times we just have to operate out of a, a point of courage until mm -hmm. we're able to gain that confidence back that we need. So I feel like knowing yourself and knowing when you're losing that confidence is really important because then you, you're able to develop those action steps to get you from that standpoint of operating just on based off of courage until you're able to get your, your, your confidence where it needs to be. Right. So, yeah, that's excellent. You said something that I think is major, right? As far as comparison. Oh my goodness. Comparison can have you depressed, right? Mm -hmm. You know, I like how they say like, um, don't compare your day one to somebody else's day a thousand or one million, right? And you never know what a person had to go through to get right. to where they are, like you said, right? Like you don't know what they had to do to build themselves up in that area. So definitely agree with that as far as comparison. I like to say like, I'll use a person as inspiration, right? Because if yes. I see someone else doing something that I aspire to do, then to me, that shows me that I can do it. But to be jealous or wish I was this person, like that'll have you down a whole spiral and we don't do spirals here at Winhurst United. We, we don't, don't stay promote, down. Right. We don't promote that because sometimes <laughs> it's inevitable. But yeah, that is a slippery slope, how they say, and definitely want to encourage anyone listening not to do that to yourselves. 
if you can help it because it will have you in a whirlwind and we don't want you there. I love your talking about trusting yourself, right? Like that was major. Like if you fall back on you, are you, will you be there to catch yourself, right? And I think that that is, it's a lot harder than it may sound because you really have to do some soul searching. You really have to look yourself in the mirror. And what I've learned is that it's okay if your initial picture that you see reflecting back at you, you don't like it. It's okay. Because once you accept that you don't like that picture, then you can move forward to try to change it. Okay, I don't like what I'm looking at. I want to like it. What do I need to do to be able to like it? As opposed to, I used to live in a place of ignorance, so to say. You know, like I pretended I didn't see all of these things that I didn't like. So if I don't see them, then they're not there. Lie, lie, lie. It's still there. You're just not choosing to look at it. But when you look at it, you can move forward and try to fix it, right? So Mm -hmm. amazing, amazing. Hey, I'm jumping in to let you know that if you want to support the ongoing production of When Hers United, the podcast, Your contributions are welcome and appreciated. There are two ways that you can support. One is via Cash App, and the other is via Buy Me a Coffee. The Cash App handle for Win Hers United is dollar sign Win Hers United. That's W-I-N-H-E-R-S-U-N-I-T-E-D. And our Buy Me a Coffee URL is buymeacoffee.com forward slash Winters United. And that's B-U-Y-M-E-A-C-O-F-F-E-E period C-O-M forward slash W-I-N-H-E-R-S-U-N-I-T-E-D. Thank you in advance for your support and remember that no donation is too small. Let's talk self-care. Self-care has many aspects, beauty, sleep, exercise, what you eat, right? Mm -hmm. So the aspects that I want to talk about today is what we put in and on our body. Talk to us about the practice of using food as medicine. Okay. So using food as medicine. So a lot of studies have shown that whole food plant-based diet is the best diet to help us prevent and reverse diseases. Now, that's not saying that you can't eat meat and that you shouldn't eat meat. A lot of things that we do are okay if we do them in moderation. Hmm. Now, saying that everybody can't eat every plant. Some people have allergies to plants. Some people have sensitivities to certain plants. And so that's where the term bio-individuality comes to mind because everybody is different. As a whole, as a general population, there are things that are good for everyone as a whole. But you have those outliers where certain things are not going to be good for certain people. And so that's where the importance of us knowing our own bodies is important. Some of us don't learn that our bodies are reacting to certain foods and our bodies are are having inflammation because of certain foods. 
until we do things like eliminate them for a few weeks and slowly, gradually bring them back. So when we're able to do that, say, for instance, me, when I was first diagnosed, well, I've been diagnosed for 20 years or so, but when I was first told that I could treat my autoimmune disease with food, one of the things that I learned is that a lot of people with autoimmune issues have gluten sensitivity. So gluten is in wheat, barley, rye, those grains. And so I eliminated wheat. I didn't want to. That meant I couldn't do things like eat bread. I Mm. couldn't eat dressing. Uh, This was around holidays. I couldn't eat cakes, most pies and that sort of stuff. But when I started and I, I thought it was ridiculous because I've been eating this stuff all along and I never noticed a correlation between eating gluten and me feeling bad and having arthritis right. and, and, and being stiff the next day. But when I brought it back, like within less than five minutes <laughs> and my mom pound cake, I brought mm. it back after like three weeks or so of not eating any gluten and I got diarrhea. Oh, why did I do that? Because my body was reacting to that gluten. And so other people may be able to eat gluten, no problem. But that has to do with bio-individuality. You know, everybody can't eat everything, but the things that we are able to eat and even the things that we aren't able to eat sometimes have nutrients in them that help our body to provide our body with building blocks that it needs to do certain functions, certain foods. If you think of your food like a pill on a plate, different foods have different colors for a reason. So, you know, different vegetables are red, green, blue, orange for a reason. Foods uh, high in vitamin C may be red and orange. Foods that are good for anti-aging, they may have a deep, dark color, maybe purple. So it's important for us to just have a general idea of that. And that's why having a variety is so important too, because you're not just providing your body with one, one nutrient, you're providing your body with a variety of nutrition, which is what it needs. Your body can't operate off of one substance. It, it needs a variety. That's why multivitamins for people who don't have a, a diverse diet are, are not a bad idea because it helps give your body the different building blocks. You have so many minerals and vitamins that your body needs. And so when you think of of what you eat as like a pill on a plate, you are more than likely not going to be deficient in something critical that you need to provide your body with so that it can have a strong, uh, reliable immune system that it can it can have to rebuild your, your body and rebuild your cells, your collagen in your skin, those sorts of things. So that's why it's so important for us to just just have a general idea of how food can benefit our bodies. And unfortunately, how food can also cause problems if it doesn't agree with us Mm. as individuals. Right, right. I love that. I love that. So many gems, so many gems from this one question. I'm so glad I asked. Right. (laughs) (laughs) So I heard research, right? Research is super, super, super important. Going back to what we talked about in personal development, comparison, you might not be able to eat what other people can eat. And it's okay. So then taking the time, again, going back to what we talked about, getting to know yourself, right? I feel like this just tied into everything that we spoke about so far. Even those reactions, 
I think that that's amazing because I do agree with you that people have reactions every day and don't realize they're having reactions because they're so used to it. I remember one time my sister was eating an apple. I think she actually knew she was allergic to apples, but she ate it anyway because she's like, oh, my throat going to be scratchy. But what if you just, you know, like you haven't taken the time to get to know yourself, right? And you don't realize that, yeah, your throat gets scratchy after you eat an apple because you're allergic to them apples, you know? Mm -hmm. So if you don't want that scratchy throat, then maybe apples shouldn't be a part of your diet. And it even made me think of everything you do around your company, right? With those clean products in the makeups, right? Like for the people that, you know, maybe you use that mascara or that eyeliner and every day your eyes are red and puffy and you think that that's a part of the makeup process when it may not be, it may be something in that product that your body is rejecting, but we're so used to living with these pains that we think that is normal. Yeah. Excellent. We have to pay attention. If you don't take nothing away from today, right? We're going to take away that we got to pay attention and be in tuned so that we can, again, live our best life because it's about Mm -hmm. living our best life, right? And we only have one. So even going back to the importance of food, right? Because our bodies, you could be the best business owner you want to be. You could have the trillion dollar business plan, but if your body falling apart, then how are you going to make it happen? Right. What's, what's really riches, you know? Are you really rich if you have poor health and you can't enjoy it? Right. Right. All right. So what is one change? One change anyone listening today can make to live a healthier lifestyle and possibly decrease the risk of having to have prescribed medications or having allergic reactions. Talk to us about that. The biggest change that I could tell someone is to decrease stress. Mm. And so what that looks like is that, okay, so some stress is good for you. It's good for you to be stressed short-term, but long-term stress is not good for you. Right. Long-term stress is linked to inflammation and inflammation is linked to disease. What causes long-term stress? You worrying about stuff. You not eating what you're supposed to eat mm-hmm. <laughs> and it doesn't agree with you. And it's either making you fat or making you sick or making your, make you have fibroids or putting you at risk for bloating and all that stuff. That's stress. Uh, If you're doing it long-term, what's stress? You've been in a stressful relationship with somebody, you living around mold, you not being happy with the job you're in, you putting stuff on and makes your skin break out. That's stress. So long-term stress, cutting out long-term stress, things that makes your body uncomfortable, that's stress. And that involves knowing your body. So get to know your body. So you know what stresses your body long-term and then deal with it. Because you can control chronic stress. You can't control stress day-to-day with little things that pop up because we we can't control stuff like that. It's stuff like that's going to happen, especially if you have kids or, you know, it's going to happen. But you can control you know, long-term stress. And then you can also control how you react to it. But that comes with being mindful about how you deal with stress. 
when you do things like meditating, when you do things like exercising, you know, so you can keep your, your stress hormones down because when they're chronically elevated, that's what makes you at risk for different diseases. Mm, mm, love that. Love that. It's so interesting. I feel like with stress, because I feel like if all you've known is stress, then how do you know that there's something different, right? And when I say that, like I'm speaking of myself, like I lived in dysfunction. I lived in a depressive state for so many years that I didn't realize I was depressed. But I will say like, maybe you get little indicators, you know, little small indicators, especially if this is your norm, right? Then realizing that if something feels off, even if it's like that little twinge of, this not right, or this can't be life, right? Trust yourself in doing that. I'll never forget one of the first times that I can remember that I admitted that I was stressed, right? I was talking to my aunt. I said, I think I'm stressed, right? And it took so much for me to actually even say those words out of my mouth. And she was like, oh, you think? She was like, you got this, you got this. Like she started naming all of these things. And then at the same time, tears, a floodgate of tears just came out of nowhere. It was crazy, you know? So check in, check in and be okay with admitting that, you know, this isn't right, right? Because again, going back to that's how you get on the path to making it better. Yeah. I love that tip. I wasn't expecting that. I thought you was going to tell us to eat some food or, you know, do something like that. But I do agree, right? People don't realize that that's what kills a lot of people. As a bonus, let's talk celebrating wins. So what I've learned as far as a way to combat imposter syndrome, a way to keep you confident, you know, a way to allow you to keep pushing when sometimes you are over it, right? Because at times we all get over it. It's to celebrate your wins. It's to look back and see all of those achievements that you've made going back, Dr. LaFarra, to what you talked about as far as what have you overcome in the past to help you in the future, right? So that's where the whole celebrating wins concept comes from. So tell us about your latest win and why it's important to you. Okay. Let's see. My latest win. I will say that my latest win is is me accepting accepting myself for like the stuff that we talked about accepting myself for the things that I'm good at mm. and also accepting myself for the things that I'm not good at mm. and knowing not just that I need to to get help but knowing where to get it from Mm. So that I can move from a place of, okay, I'm, I feel stuck to progress much more quickly. So I've been able to do that because I've been surrounding myself with other people, other business owners, especially African-American business owners. I've been surrounding myself with people who, who I identify with so that if I am stuck, I can look to them for inspiration because I know some of their stories. Right. Um, I know that some of them lived in their cars, you know, before they made seven figures or six figures, you know, and everybody didn't have an autoimmune disease, but they had other stuff. And so they were able to take their different impediments and overcome them. So once I surrounded myself with those different people, I was able to appreciate 
myself more just as a person and not nitpick those little things that I didn't like about myself and say, oh, this is wrong with you. I was able to focus on what's right with me and able to just round myself out in the areas that I needed to by pulling people in, in terms of maybe I need to hire somebody to do certain things for me that I wasn't good at. And that's helped me to progress a lot more quickly than just sitting there and saying, oh, I'm not great at this. I don't know how to do this. I don't know how I'm right. going to get this done. I'm able to, to progress more quickly. So, so to me, that's a win. Right. That's a that's a major win. It sounds like a like an intangible win. Right. It's not a win that you can touch, you know, and I love that you talked about this because I feel like those intangible wins sometimes get overlooked. Right. But those mindset shifts, those new practices that we tuck in our pocket and pull out when we need them, those are major wins. Right. New ways of seeing and doing is a major win. I love that as far as knowing you're not alone or surrounding yourself with people so that you don't feel alone, right? Because we do need that, especially in this entrepreneurial journey. Mm-hmm. And you made me think of tough love. I can relate, totally relate. So you look again, you're not alone, right? Because I see you right right here. Like it made me think of tough love because I feel like tough love is what I grew up on. And I don't know You know, like I can't think of like offhand where it came from, but I feel like a lot of people of color can relate to that to where, you know, historically it's been about belittling ourselves, being belittled by those we may have looked up to, you know, like, oh yeah, you did that, but what about this? You know, as opposed to like, oh, that's awesome, you know, so that then you can have that confidence, right? So it is a mindset shift that needs to occur. So I love that that's happening for you. It had to happen for me. And I'm still a work in progress in that area as well, right? Because a lot of times I do lean toward the negativity and, you know, slowly but surely I'm getting to the positive and learning that it's progress, not perfection, right? Mm -hmm. Learning that, you know, it's okay to not get it right the first time, second time, third time, however many times, right? As long as we keep trying. So I love that. Thanks for sharing. This is another new question for this season, a question that I am super, super excited about. So I want to know, what does being a win-her mean to you? A win-her means that she is a woman who has faced obstacles in her life. And not only has she seen those obstacles, but she didn't allow them to stop her where she met them. She took what she needed from facing those obstacles, used those things that she learned to make herself stronger, and she was able to overcome them and do things that even she never even saw herself doing. Yes, 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 yes. I love it. I love it. Right. I am her and she is me, right? Mm -hmm. All right, Dr. LaFaro, so do you have any parting words or advice for us? Parting words are just give yourself some grace and self-care, luxurious (laughs) self-care. So that's what I would suggest to anyone who is just, you know, flustered, overwhelmed, you know, take a break. You know, breaks are great you know, things to do to regroup, to help us to get our bodies and our minds grounded so that we can 
face whatever it is that we have to deal with from a stronger standpoint. Right, right. Love that. Great grace or grace and all everything in between. Right. All right. So let us know where we can find you, where we can purchase products from LaFerra and Co or anything, you know, in relation to your contact information. Okay. So you can find me at Dr. LaFerra MD on all social media. That's D-R-L-A-F-A-R-R-A-M-D. I also have a website. It's www.drlaferramd.com. I'm working on it and <laughs> make it look better. But LaFerra and Co, that website is www.lafera.co. And the lashes are at lashes.lafera.co. All right. Well, I'll put all of those websites in the show notes, right? So check out the show notes. All right. Well, Dr. LaFerra, we appreciate you. Thank you for shedding light on the importance of taking care of ourselves, our confidence, getting to know ourselves, all of the things. Oh, thank you. I really enjoyed this interview with Dr. LaFerra, and I hope you did as well. During this episode, Dr. LaFerra inspired me to pay attention to myself and the things I put in and on my body, as well as decrease the stress that I allow so that I can live my best life. But I wanna know what inspired you from this episode. Send me an email and tell me all about it. My email is winhersunited at gmail.com. That's W-I-N-H-E-R-S-U-N-I-T-E-D at gmail.com. I would love to hear from you. One of my models is sharing is caring. So I sure hope that you care to share. I look forward to receiving an email from you. So please don't let me down. Also, don't forget to check out the show notes for this episode to read Dr. LaFara's full bio, to get the Cash App handle for Winhurst United, to get the direct link to Winhurst United Buy Me a Coffee page, and much more. We'll be back in two weeks with another amazing winning woman of color entrepreneur. But until then, as always, be empowered and empower on.